Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he had said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John follow Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. 20-some years ago, when I was in Culver City, we had a hospital in our, within our parish, Brotman Hospital. Uh, um, this is before the laws changed, but at that time, it changed 2001, 2002, something like that. Part of the input for the hospital, whether they did it or, you know, before they assigned you a room or at a room, one of the questions was religious preference. And you could say none or Catholic or whatever religious preference you are. And we had somebody assigned to the hospital who would check those rosters and go and then see anybody who identified as Catholic, see if they needed anything, if they needed a priest, they needed communion, whatever they needed. That changed. It became illegal to ask religious preference at some point. So that changed about 20 years ago now or so. But in any case, one of the stories came from an elderly man who when they was asked and the input religious preference he said I'm glad you asked me that I always wanted to be Catholic and they said said, well and he said nobody ever asked me isn't that awful now you might say well why didn't he go to church and check it out but that's not the point Let let me give you the point Anything good that, that happens to us or, or the, in life, we want to share with people. Anytime I read a, a book that I love, I'm reading all the time, but I read a book I love, I go to Carrie and say, let me tell you what I just read. <laughs> and, and then we talk about it. Uh, um, what happens when people win the lottery? What's the first thing they want to do? Not spend it. First, they want to have on somebody to say, wow, you're so, it's so good. They start calling relatives. Guess what? Guess what? If your kids get straight A's, what do they want to do? Show their parents. If you get a promotion, a job, a big raise or whatever, what do you want to do? 
tell somebody everything good that happens to us in life that we value, we want to share it with people. And the one exception is religion, our faith. How many of you think this is really good for you in your life? Then why this reluctance for us to share it? And you know, yeah, I think it's a fair question. Why, why this reluctance to talk about it or to worry about what are people going to say? Are they going to, you know, and they all oh, shut up. Don't talk about religion and politics, whatever. If it's good, we should be able to talk about it. Uh, and when I think about that guy, nobody ever asked me. You know, it's almost like this, that first reading was Eli and Samuel. Samuel was hearing the voice of God, but he didn't recognize it. He didn't know what it was. And he needed somebody to help him to find out what it is and find the way. And now, you know, that was Eli. He went to Eli. And guess who all the Elis are here? It's, it is us, all of us. You know, so, so we are having a crisis in our church. And you know what? It's nothing new to you. A crisis of young people leaving the church. Now, I hear different things. I say many leave by... by Sixth grade, they're no longer interested in the church. Certainly we know that the majority of people who leave, leave before the age of 23. And handful come back, but the most do not. Now you can talk about any reason why. Well, one of the big reasons why is we are afraid to share the good news. We're afraid to share what it's meant for our lives and, and how it's affected us. You know, we, we're good at saying you have to go to church and you have to do this and you have to do this and you're going to go and blah, blah. But to share what our faith has done for us and what it means to us, I don't know why we're reluctant to do that. You know, that's why one of the reasons we started Friends in Faith was to, to give adults a, an opportunity to practice sharing faith. So, but it was not supposed to end in that group. It's supposed to become part of life. But the bigger thing is we have a college across the street we have a college across the street and realizing that we needed to do something to reach out to them and so we started the Newman Center for, for our young adults and it's a big job how many students are, how many students go to PCC thousands 20,000 20,000 I have no idea what percent of those are Catholic or used to be Catholic but but we're trying to do outreach, but you know what outreach means? We have to be able to fund it. We're trying to, Caltech, we have great students from Caltech here. Uh, a couple, one of them just uh, sent me a text yesterday. I want to start my, my sixth month. I just got engaged <laughs> to the students here. I'm so happy, very, very involved with us here. But, you know, part of that is the effect of the Newman Center that has been going on because it's not up to us when that guy said nobody ever asked me well it's up to us to do the asking and to do the outreach and I can tell you God hasn't written them off hasn't written off our young adults and our college students and so forth hasn't written them off continues to speak to them but what do they need somebody to tell them just like Eli somebody to tell them what they're hearing and somewhere they can come and talk about it. And that's why we have our Newman Center. Now, now the, the bigger plan with the Newman Center is eventually, you know, you heard a couple of weeks ago when the head of our finance council said we ran out of a small deficit. 
we are trying to get ahead because we want to add another staff member who would go be in charge of junior high and high school. We already have confirmation, but besides that, ministry, junior high and high school, and then also be a third person in the Newman Center. In fact, I have my eyes on somebody, but I'm waiting to get the word. Okay, you can, we can pull the plug and afford to do it. Because once you hire full-time, it's a lot of things. There's salary and there's benefits and all kinds of things. So anyway, to address this problem and to try to, I mean, I don't know if you want to say keep our young people in the church or invite them back or both. But we need a big outreach. And it falls on all of us, but for the parish, we are going to work on this through our Newman Center. And, you know, we need to keep it fully funded. So there is going to be, coming up in a couple of weeks, a virtual fundraiser that is being planned by the board. And later on, Mike is going to talk about that for about two minutes at the end of Mass and tell you all about it. But this isn't something we can ignore. And, you know, for they say for every person who joins the church, seven leave. That's not just us, that's everybody. But just to say, well, it's all, you know, it's not a case of misery loves company. It's happening to everybody, so oh well. We are in the job of, of bringing people to Jesus, just like you saw Andrew did with his brother today. That's our job, to bring people to him and to say, look at, I have something good. So if, the, if your faith has really been good for you and you think it does something good for your life, then, then you have to share it starting in your families. And not just we're going to church, but let me tell you what it does for me. And that's what we're going to try to, that's what we do for our young people. So you'll be hearing a little bit more about this at the end, and then next week we'll talk about it some more. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.